this week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. The heroes set about rearming themselves. We're in hobbies and games, right? Does that include crafting? Like, yeah. You, that, that, do, are we? Uh, <laughs> I mean, change our, iTunes no, categories? The, well, no, no the, we're in that category the podcast, already. The podcasts that always beat us out are like woodworking. Woodworking. Podcasts. <laughs> they so crush like we us. should car talk and tap into the powers of the forge. There's a name for the gun too. We'll get that out too. I feel like I already know too much. I don't even care. But when they return to the camp... You see a couple giants come out onto the ice. They don't move to attack. They know who you are. And this happens again and again as you pass more of these buildings. Pembroke tips his hat, tugs on the roof of his cap. <laughs> what a badass. How do you do? Yeah. How do you do? Good morning. They find that not all their foes have fled. What were your intentions here? The adventure continues. <laughs> Troy's getting into that zone where he's so excited to do something awful to us. I can just <laughs> tell. No. Hello there, GCP Nacione. What's going on? It's me, Joe, here to welcome you to the next episode of the show. I hope you had a fantastic week. I know I did. I am still flying high from our live show in L.A. last week. Oh, man, was that incredible. If you were there, I just want to say thank you again. I said thank you to a lot of people in person, but if I missed you for one reason or another, I just want to let you guys know that we had an unbelievably good time. It was just surreal at times. I'm, I'm reasonably confident that we are the first performers to ever sit in the green room at the Bootleg Theater in L.A. discussing who needs to take knowledge planes and who has the highest disabled device bonus. The nerdage was flowing, my friends, and the laughs just kept coming all night Long. Oh, and incidentally, as a minor side note, the first session of our Strange Aeons game was mind-blowing. There were several firsts. I don't want to spoil anything here because we are working on getting the show out to everybody that couldn't make it. So stay tuned to our social media for news on that front as it develops. Oh my god, I am so excited for session two, which is happening on December 1st, Saturday, December 1st at PAX Unplugged on my turf in Philly, 9 p.m. All you need is a ticket to the con and you're in our live show for free. We will be joined by friend of the show and special guest Eric Mona of Paizo, who will be playing, I don't know, something brilliant and horrifying, I imagine. It promises to be a great time. Make sure you get there if you can. Before we get into the episode, I just want to mention that this Friday night, October 19th, and the following Friday night, October 26th, we are going to be playtesting Pathfinder 2nd Edition live on our Twitch stream. Tune in if you're available. If you're not available on Friday night, don't worry about it. It gets up on YouTube after the fact. You can check it out there. That's all I've got for this week. Thank you guys, as always, for listening, and please join us as we continue uh, the March to 200. I think this is the episode. 
I think this is the one. This is the one where everything is about to change. Really? I think this is. I got a feeling. I got a feeling that you're going to get a little, a little glimpse of your collective futures in this, Ooh, in this app. Interesting. Whoa. That's all I'm saying. So we're going long. Wait, we're going long. One hour <laughs> wow. and two minutes. Wow. You heard it here. Get your ears ready. <laughs> Clean out that hey. wax. Gotta stay hydrated, everybody. I already thought a lot had changed. Sure. I mean, the campus disbanded. That's huge. But now everything's about to change. Even more is going to change? A, a, a I don't certain believe you. percentage more. I don't believe you. It's about to change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you ever have a good week, Grant? How you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. I uh, those pancakes were delicious. That was, so, those were nice. Yeah, I'm glad it we was stayed really late for good. that. <laughs> Everyone, it got really hot in here because we forgot to open the windows, and it uh, happens. we didn't have a stove. So, mm. well, it's nice that it's October and still <laughs> so fucking. So we built a out. fire. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we built a fire in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> Is wanna, this against code? <laughs> I want to apologize to the Astoria General Hospital for uh, needing to take us in that night for the smoke <laughs> inhalation we went through. <laughs> Why don't we open a window? This is foolish. Uh, Joey, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Yeah? Yep, I am doing fantastic. I'm thinking about, you know, you're, you're scaring me here with all the... Yeah. Everything's going to change. So, I, my, you know, my first thing I do now, because now I'm a spellcaster. You start preparing. I immediately spell. go to my spell list, and I'm like, yeah, do I have this right? Uh, I'm going to switch that <laughs> yeah. out. How do I'm I combat s- everything changing? I'm going to swap this in. I have dispel everything changing. Exactly. Exactly. That's uh, what I'm looking for. <laughs> the key spell that's going to turn the tide. I'm just looking for a keyword everything. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> mortal terror. There it is. Level two spell. Nailed it. <laughs> oh, wait. Will save. Never mind. Oh, no. Nope. Not using that one. That was will save partial. Oh, it was partial? No, it's too late. <laughs> uh, Saver suck spells. Not Joe's favorite. Not my jam. Uh, <laughs> Skid, what about you? How you feeling? I'm okay. I'm yeah. all right. I did finally figure out uh, my level up and everything. Pembroke's all his stuff a little a little bit more. So Anything good. you want to share? Um, yeah, I do. I think I took uh, Augment Summoning, which I should have taken a long time ago. Mm, classic for uh, you. As a feat. So that gives all my summoned, uh, summoned creatures uh, plus four to enhancement to strength and constitution. Ooh, and they're raging. Yeah. So that's cool. And then my, uh, my bonus spell uh, at this level, I took um, Summon Monster 6. Oh, God. So. I can't even imagine. I don't even want to look. I don't even want to look. There's some fun stuff on there. Let me ask you this. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this during last week's app, but I didn't say anything because it didn't. I didn't really have a time to chime in with it. But like, as Pembroke is remembering his spells, mm-hmm. is he also recalling memories as well, or is it just this? Yeah. this magic that's coming. Well, back I to think. Him? The, well, the mostly thing. The the reason that his. Well, I don't know. It's a good question. I think the, probably yes. Yeah, some memories are coming back because um, that might have been part of the manifestation of what was going on but uh but yeah i think he is like things are becoming clearer to him yeah I, when i wonder is something to think about like how is that affecting him is he remembering like that asshole pembroke that we saw that kind of dickish pembroke he's maybe like maybe he wasn't such a good guy or maybe he was maybe we just saw like a glimpse of him being a little uh a little pushy or is he remembering things that maybe he doesn't want to remember um so just some things to think about. What what is what is coming back to him besides these amazing powers? Yeah, uh, Feyraza, What what about you? How are you feeling? Actually, how are you feeling, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling okay. Yeah, yeah. Things are good. 
I've been preparing spells like Joe. I'm, I, I keep it more up in mind, though. If the will negates, I say, hmm, sounds like fun radio to me. Will negates you play. Uh, <laughs> have you told any of your Juilliard classmates that you're a big nerd that yeah. plays games? Yeah. yeah. And what do they think? They start beating you up, stuff you in a locker? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I'm the bully. <laughs> yes. I all, the, all the jocks at Juilliard. <laughs> I actually only do, play football players and I movies. do have a locker, though. <laughs> you do have a locker? I have a locker. Get you do? Here. Do you have a little combo lock on it? it no, it came with a combo lock. Oh, Whoa, that's oh, fancy. That's, wow. I, I, right now, there's nothing in it. <laughs> Did you get one by the cafeteria? <laughs> no. You don't have pictures of your wife taped up inside. <laughs> there's like there's like an old band sticker from like 1993 in there that's been like half sawn, half like torn off. So I can't really tell what it is. A picture of Valerie Bertinelli, like yeah, plastered. <laughs> no, they're actually pretty, they're pretty cool about. It. One of my teachers was a big D and D player growing up. Oh, in, oh no way. Yeah. David oh, cool. Lindsay Bear. There's a whole article in the Times about how he was a big D and D player. He was a big D and D player. Yeah, nice. Cool. Bring him by. So he tolerated. <laughs> Let's get him on the pot. Let's get him on Doomsday Dawn, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he very politely tolerated me describing the podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was very kind. Yeah, I'm okay. sure he was. That's All a right. cute little operation you have there, Matthew. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go do real things with my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we left last week's app, and you guys are in your camp. It might be the last time you're in this camp. Who knows? Who knows what lies behind this door in the mountain? And, and Pembroke, is, is stand, that last image we have is he's just standing there shuddering, looking at that, because you have a sense of what's back there. Now, you guys were talking before we, we started up today, and we began discussing what your plan is before you even think about that door. And it's a lot more than I thought it would be. Um, and I don't think it's worth playing it all out. <laughs> so what please, I want to do... Please don't. Please God, no. I, what I want to do is I want to talk about it. I want to talk about the time that it takes to do the things you want to do, the methods you use to go about doing it, and then I want you to, to get, me ba- get yourselves back to this camp and tell me where you want to go. So please, the, the floor is yours. Explain to the listeners what your plans are here for a gunless gunslinger uh, and people who have a lot of cash and uh, know where to spend it. So it all starts. <laughs> with some, Settle in, everybody. <laughs> it all starts with a little bit of magic, a little bit of something. A gunslinger gets at first level. Gunsmith. Ah, all right. So we got to make all my feats are around double barrel pistols. So mm-hmm. we're making another double par- barrel pistol. Right. Well, do you have to make? <laughs> do you have to make a crafting check nope, to not make on, a masterwork weapon? No, you don't. Not on gunsmithing. Cool. It's kind of <laughs> nice. That's great. Um, We're making a double barreled pistol here on the Glass Cannon Podcast today. Glad you could join us. <laughs> Grab your eggs. You're going to want to whip up six of them. <laughs> should, uh, should we? Should we? we we're in hobbies and games, right? Does that include crafting? Like, yeah. You, that, do, are we? Uh, <laughs> I mean, change men, iTunes those, categories? The, well, no, no we're in that category the podcast, already. The podcasts that always beat us out are like woodworking. Woodworking podcasts. They crush so, like, us. We should car talk. <laughs> yeah, car talk. <laughs> uh, all right. So you. First, I love this image. As you're working on it, and you move to the side, mm-hmm. and you're like, so here's what it looks like mm-hmm. after its masterwork. <laughs> and then we're going to show you a plus one version of the weapon. <laughs> look, at how that, look at how that flintlock trigger pulls back. Isn't that just <laughs> sweet <laughs> action? <laughs> Isn't that just great? Uh, so it's a masterwork, and I'll make a masterwork, which is something else uh, that it needs to be in order to be passed off to my good buddy, 
Pammy Pembrooks. Pammy Pams. <laughs> and Pam, I feel like you're going to need some sort of a, a, a magical forge to pull this off. If only we had access to one. Like a, like a, something that maybe was 20th level would be great. Oh, really wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be great? So I'm assuming there is a, a, a teleportation happening for the group uh, back to Minderhall's Forge. Yes. I was going to propose mm-hmm. that Faraza stick around oh. and keep watch on the camp and the... Uh, the door. That's a good idea. Interesting. That's a very good idea. Yeah. Well, you're very at home that. in the wild. I am very at home in the wild. You get to save all of the endure elements for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Life well, bubble. Life bubble. All that. And I feel like I'll just hang out. You know, I'll, I'll observe the camp. I can't. I'm. I. I. I, I can't really be of service crafting the gun. Mm-hmm. So maybe I can do this. Let's Just put on. Watch. Let's put on the prisoner's uh, ring on you, and then one of us can oh, wear that's a good idea. in case you get captured or something. I mean, you got to promise to take it off. Can I wear that as if a metal ring as a druid? Oh, that, I don't know. Ooh. That's so. That's your call, bud. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. Uh, can, it, can you I wear? I think you can. I mean, you all, can't wear metal armor. No, but I think any ring. I, I then, guess I that, like that would that would preclude basically wearing any ring, right? Any magical. Rings. That's true. So, yeah. all right, yeah, sure. I it's gold. The, I haven't heard of a dark wood ring. Yeah, are there yeah. dark wood dark rings? Ring. So yeah, I'll wear it that way. You can if you you send some distress. You immediately you can... lose all your druid abilities. <laughs> oh, classic! <laughs> can, By the way, let's go d- down this path. Again. Dark wood grain ring from Dark Souls. Uh, yes, good call. Good so, call. Yeah, it's a you, shame we're not playing Dark. You are now Souls. a former druid. Please add it to your hero list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if I put it X on, member, add it. <laughs> X member. Did he use a scimitar, scimitar last episode too? Yeah, it's it's a druid scimitar. Oh, okay, druidic scimitar. It was sustainably uh, mined. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I figured, yeah, all right. If I wear the ring and Pembroke wears the other ring, the jailer's ring, mm-hmm. if you, you sense I'm in distress, you can teleport directly to my location. Yep. No I can teleport I right to you, grab you, bring you back. Even wow. if I'm like, le- even if I'm like captured and dragged away or something. Wait, for sure. I-, I wonder what your order would think. You're like a vegan wearing a leather belt. Yep. No, that's they're not gonna, true at all. They're going to be ashamed. You can never set face in a Syrian again. <laughs> that's that's a classic line from Daniel Bryan, who was once affronted and said, "You're not a real vegan. Your championship belt's made out of leather." Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's that's pretty nice. good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of belts, who wants that belt of giant strength plus six? Man, we talked extensively about that, and I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think anybody is going to wear it right that now. That is insane to me. I know. Well, insane because you're already. Joe, you're already wearing one. I'm wearing a belt of, of uh, constitution. mighty constitution plus four, which I mean that gives me forty four. Yeah, you points. don't want to give that up. Mm. Why do it we doesn't tra- do me any good? And I'm wearing a belt already. Why don't we trade? I'm it wearing in? a belt. I'm wearing a belt of mighty hurling. Oh, that's well, pretty crappy. Why don't you give me a plus two to strength? Oh, so yeah, it's garbage. <laughs> yeah, so you should put on the belt of mighty strength plus six for now. All right, I will. There you go. And now you can finally get I'm, up in melee. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm going to see what happens. Well, we're also saying it will almost certainly come in handy with one, one of us dies, whoever's character comes in next. Exactly. We'll almost yes. certainly be able to use Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So we should hold on. Then we'll build the barbarian. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, that is just such a great belt to have for a strength based character. Yeah. Peraza now has a 20 strength. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think you physically change or no? It's just like, is there any like, so I think, all I think ripped? She, no, I think yeah. she looks exactly the same, except that she can like lift a car. Spin yeah. a car on her finger like a Harlem Globetrotter. <laughs> By the way, I can, yeah, I can wear metal rings all I want. It's just metal armor. There oh, we go. Right. I and she did um, all right, so you're at there. You're at the uh, the forge. Are we just making a gun today? 
Well, please I, God say yes. In addition to the gun, I'm. Are you kidding? I'm crafting some ammo. Oh, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with my part of making the gun at this point. I'm considering it being handed You've off used to my. All mat. the party gold. Most yeah. of it. Seriously, we ha- the, the party has decided to go in and invest upon a gun for grants. Yep. Yeah. Literally, most all of the wealth we acquired no. in, in Skiergard has We still now- got a juicy little pot left over. Might want to sell that belt of giant I know. The vast majority of our gold has bought this gun. Not that uh. it's not worth it. But I'm just saying we all. It's going to be useless you know what? when that gunslinger dies and there's no more gunslinger. That's true, <laughs> Matthew. That's true. Well, you can sell it eventually for what we, for what, you go no. to skeleton. Like I don't know what this is. Wait, do you do you have to sell crafted items for less? I always forget about this. If you craft an item, do you sell it for even less than half the overall value? How do they know? How does this is the buyer know? Yeah, just give it back after I'm dead, uh, unless Troy finds another magical dragon to take me and my. If gun you away. die in a fire, it's melting the gun. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was forged with dragon fire. It's going to be really successful. So to- on the side, I'm also making 50 alchemical cartridges. Okay. Uh, and I'm forging a series of rings, which I will hand out after they're done, which I'm assuming will oh. be towards the end of that day. I'm making four rings. Four rings. With some ore. For the four I, kings mountains. With, well, you'll see. <laughs> I'm making uh, four rings, and uh, I have I've been carrying around ore, actually, with me from the five kings hmm. mountains. So I'll be able, they're they're going to be of different materials, but I'll, I'll cue you in on that after the gun. And uh, there's a name for the gun, too. We'll give that out, too. Wow. I feel like I already know too much. No. I don't even care. Um, <laughs> now, this wow. takes, am I correct? This takes about 10 days for you to make this gun, correct? Correct. That uh, is a big, big expenditure of time. We're adding uh, the things that are making it that take that long. It's going to take half the the required duration. Normally, it would take 20 days. 20 days. Uh, we're adding. Come pl- back. The camp's still all repopulated. Yep. It's a plus one giant bane distance fire forge steel gun and that's why it takes so long plus one <laughs> giant spain distance, distance which, fire forge gun yes all right so plus one we know what God, that is the power giant spain, of this thing extra 2d6 mm-hmm. against giant subtype uh distance you extend the range to what 40 feet now doubles the range increment against touch oh, ac wow mm-hmm I can't remember if I said this. You won't this on live air. out of this book. I, was, I can't remember <laughs> if I said this on air or not, but the worst thing you ever did, Troy, was destroy the last guy. <laughs> I know, really. I have my reasons. Uh, let me ask you this Fireforged. Uh, so, this is a, a, a technology that dwarves stumbled across throughout the year, so I thought it was really uh, neat. And it was in an effort to make forge friendly tools. Oh. So, weapons crafted from Fireforged steel channel heat away from the wearer. This does not grant the wielder energy resistance. Instead, the uh, the weapon absorbs and channels heat to the parts of the weapon that contact enemies. Uh, so it's really not going to happen unless I pistol whip someone. But if it's exposed to 10 points or more of fire damage, the weapon adds 1d4 points of damage to its attack for the next two rounds. Huh. Now, does the, the gun itself have to be attacked or you yourself? I think it would have to be through like a... F- Fireball spell fireball, or something, like an AOE or, type thing. Yeah, where I think so. Gets it. It's really just flavor. It's fun. It's just fun flavor. And it only costs the party another six hundred gold. Three hundred. <laughs> uh, By the way, I was wrong. It's only I only have a, a sixteen strength. I still had righteous might on. Oh, oh no, liar! Man. I was going to say like you've left 20, that on. You're as strong as an ape, an ogre, <laughs> a flesh golem, or a gorgon. You were able to out wrestle a work animal or catch a falling person. Oh. According to the table. Interesting. What's the 16? 16, uh, you can carry heavy objects with one arm. <laughs> <laughs> and you're as strong as a baboon. 
All right. I'll so, take it. Impressive. <laughs> and you smell like one, too. <laughs> Most impressive. Or a dire badger. Most impressive. Uh, anybody else doing any uh, during this week and a half? Away from the camp, doing Ooh. anything. Ferrazzi, you're still watching. I'll give you a little update once I hear if Pems and Forebears are doing any uh, forging. Uh, no, no, for, no forging for Forebears. He's just doing lots of role play. <laughs> but we'll hand wave it. Oh, man, I, I'm glad we Some of the things this. that were found were found out were incredible. It's all in show, Auntie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, while you're gone at the forge... Feyraza stays behind. You stay up there. Are you doing swoops? Are you doing like yeah, every now and then? Flybys. Got to keep things interesting. Yeah. So ten days they're gone. Do you ever check in? Do you ever like go back? I mean, you can't. I bet I scry on them. Yeah, you could scry on them. Sure. Um, and, and again, you come back. Scrying, yeah, maybe you're seeing them. Have you, you been stealing our hair forge? at night just yeah. so you could easily scry on us? <laughs> you're also having visions oh, of yeah. things that you don't remember that you see yourself in as having experienced things that you shouldn't have seen and again it makes you wary about even wanting to scry in the first place but you want to check on them more importantly at least for right now you're watching this camp slowly disband and as five days pass you see giants mostly go not really come but there'll be days where like maybe half a dozen giants will come upon the camp and skulk around maybe get into a fight with another group of giants, uh, take over one of the buildings, peek their head out every once in a while, and just take it over. Some people just, some of those same kind of giants will take over a building and then abandon it. You think that like more than half of the buildings are populated at any given time with giants that are just using it for shelter. Maybe they're staying here permanently, but more likely they're just staying here until they decide what what to do next. Do they go back to their tribe? Do they set out anew? Do they try to rejoin this army somehow? Whatever is going on outside of what's happening in the mountain has completely fallen apart. But the camp is by no means empty. Mm. There are still patrols. Those trolls are walking around, but it's, it's disjointed. They don't really know. You get the sense that they don't really know who they're even serving at this point. But they're so used to doing it, maybe they think Skirkatla's watching, so we're just going to stick to our post. You don't feel like you could just stroll through camp without attracting attention, but it is a lot easier to get around, and there's times when it feels like a complete ghost town, even though there might be 30 giants still roaming around the camp. Interesting. Eventually, they come back. Finally. It has happened to me right, <laughs> right in front of my face, <laughs> and I'm just all right. Can I hide it? Uh, they and come I, back, Sheriff Baron. What do you got to say to Feraza? Feraza, four bears, Pembroke. I have gifts for you, Steve. So I've forged <laughs> four rings, one of which is made out of the finest gold I could find from a vein. Because what I took part of what I when I ran away from the Five Kings Mountain, and I made a ring of gold for Pembroke, for he is the finest and classiest amongst us, and that's what gold is. Oh, mm. thank you. I give one. Oh, 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 thank, you. thank you to forebears, and yours has like just kind of dwarven magical runes around it. Oh, neat. The closest I knew to like your arcane stuff. Oh, I'm a yes. divine. No, this is fascinating. Thank you. Yours 
has four bears on it. Four bears. And nice. it's made out of steel because I've seen how strong your faith in your ancestors is on the battlefield. Awesome. Yours, Feyraza. It's, it's like the size of a bracelet for Feyraza. <laughs> a ring for four bears. Yeah. <laughs> Giant hands. Uh, your, yeah, it's kind of like I imagine like the orcs in Blizzard games. You know how their hands <laughs> yeah. are just like their fingers <laughs> yes. are like the size of like three bratwurst <laughs> together. Uh, yours, Feyraza, is carved with... Hummus. <laughs> has carved in it... <laughs> Are you hungry for <laughs> I just knew that would get Joe. <laughs> While he was taking yeah, a drink. Too, I'm taking a sip. <laughs> Has carved into it an Arctic tern in a tree. Kaka. <laughs> and it is made out of uh, dark wood. Ooh. Oh. So I car- I, that nice. one wasn't done on the forge. Um, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> and you immediately repel the ring as he puts right. it on. <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't even wear this. <laughs> and the fourth ring, my beard over the past 10 days has grown back. And that has been woven back into my beard. And he says to him, I just want to look. What is that ring made of? Uh, and is there anything on it? My old ones are kind of uh, gold as well. Latex. Okay. But yeah, they're, they're all Torag. They're all devotion to Torag. And they're so <laughs> he puts it in his beard. He's like, because gold is the finest metal there is. And I'm the finest dwarf I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they're all, they've been, there's five of them in my beard. And just hair kind of goes through them. And they're just to show devotion to Torag. See the artwork. It's beautiful. The so he gives artwork. you guys a gift. Maybe. What are they? The last gift you'll ever receive from Baron. He, he literally just told us what they were. <laughs> There's no magic materials. It's a keepsake. Uh, <laughs> all right, spellcraft check. Spellcraft. <laughs> it's like magic. Well, I was thinking. I was waiting for the pu- waiting for like you know the punchline. Then they were like, oh. "Ring of protection." Yeah, they're something. all plus three rings of protection. I'm not cool like forebears. I can't give you magical items. Only. Matthew, there was no money left for him to forge <laughs> for magical point. rings. It's a good point. <laughs> there was barely enough money for a mundane ring. He spent three hundred gold for flavor on his gun. <laughs> That's true. You're not getting a That's ring. That's true. Uh, God. <laughs> so I don't need to put it on my character sheet is what you're telling me? <laughs> don't Just put don't it on. feel obligated. I'll put, put it on. Put it on the character sheet in your heart. Aww. Aww. Maybe one day. I deleted that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, it'll, uh, maybe it'll give you a plus five competency bonus to rejoice when I die. That was dark, Grant. Mm-hmm. That was sad. What do you want to do? It's been almost a month. I've lost track of time, but I'm saying we're we're over the th- we're over the three week mark. We're pushing a month since you've entered this camp. I would say you are almost acclimated to the altitude up here at this point, right? Yeah. Um, what do you want to do? It's late afternoon. It's a dark day, though, and mostly deserted. And mostly deserted. If you you're there for a while, and Peraza catches you up on what she's seen, you'll see from time to time giants walk around from one building to other. They're kind of like dragging things out. Some of them are chopping some of the buildings down and taking wood. You can tell they're using it to build fires. It's not like you want to just go roaming around those buildings. Although you feel pretty confident, you could wipe out any giants that are in there. Oh yeah, I'm sure they just run away. Yeah, and they know who you are. Right. Should we consider? Trying to signal Noxymara? Precisely what I was going to say. Really? Should we try to convene with the dragon before we go in? Yeah, that might be something to do. Or is it better to 
have finished the job before oh, we go talk to the oh, dragon. Yeah. I'm sure that the dragon will appear when the dragon is ready to appear. I'm sure she's mm-hmm. been following our every move. True. Dragon gonna do what dragon gonna do. Yeah. Why? Dragon's gonna dragon. I can't remember. Why was it? Why, what was her beef with uh, the giants? Like, why, why, why did she ask us to do this? Because uh, Volstice is... Oh. Has the amulet or the uh, periapt... Orb. Or- the orb of dragonkin. And yeah. periapt. He went through everything. Went through all of them. R- Darkwood ring. Darkwood ring. Dragonkin <laughs> lore. Uh, <laughs> Crown of... Is that what this is? Uh, it's the orb of, of dragonkind, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And it, he's... Uh, Volstice is dominating uh, dragons. Uh, dragons. It's just like the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yes. And so she is pissed. Okay. And uh, offered us some advice... And then disappeared forever, and never once flew in with a huge gout of flame to take out an entire camp of giants. That would have been nice. Would have been nice. Yeah. Especially when we were fighting the Wicker Man. Exactly. But I think she's fearful that uh, the orb might... Like, if she, oh, she appears, would. they might just call Volstice here, and he might control her or something. I believe she intimated as much. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a definite fear there. Her ancestor is enthralled by it or was i can't remember the, right. the whole story but yeah otherwise she could lay waste to the camp right no. you know uh okay well i want to use i don't want to teleport over there well we could teleport over there to the door um i say we just walk there i mean yeah. in case we want to teleport out like we just walk there get loose yeah you know and any i mean who is going to stop us and I think we should use the broom to just, like, ferry each of us down and turn to the base of the cliff and on top of which we're, we're sleeping. Exactly. Save all our spells. Save all our spells and just march right through the middle of camp. Cool. Yeah. Skirting around towards the north, past the slave pens, past the longhouse, past the chapel, the yeah. former effigy, mm-hmm. and just walk right up to the front door. And knock. And knock. Come in. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> what walks on four legs and then walks on two? Okay. All right. All right. So moving on. You're just going to Five strut years. through camp. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think we will. I just want to see what the reaction is. I don't expect to see. It's, it's going to be like walking through a moon colony, like a deserted moon colony. There's not going to be anybody around. Full of murderous, not full, but populated by murderous giants. You go down, and you climb down past the statue of Thromir. You go near the longhouse where you fought the Savatharims. Those... Say again? Savatharims. One more time? Savatharims. (laughs) There you go. Good job. Uh, The uh, stallion-y frost giant things that didn't have the giant subtype, but I gave them to them and regretted it later. (laughs) (laughs) You pass the brewery. You pass the forge. Right around the forge area, you see a couple giants come out onto the ice where you fought the Remorazes, and they have weapons in hand. Maybe one has a great axe, one has a spear, and they kind of like, they're maybe 60, 70 feet away from you, and they're just standing there, like, holding their weapons out towards you. But they're not moving to attack you. They're just watching you and following you with their weapons as you pass, as if to say... Do what you want. Can we just have this place here? Right. They don't move to attack. They know who you are. And this happens 
again and again as you pass more of these buildings. Pembroke tips his hat to each of them. He like tugs on the brim of his cap. As well. <laughs> but what a badass. How do you do? Yeah. How do you do? Good morning. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. You pass a building that you didn't even go into. You go past the temple to Urgothoa. In the distance, to the north, is the longhouse. And as you get to the northwest portion of the village, you see this wide set of carved stone steps ascending up to massive stone double doors set into the mountain itself. There are two platforms on either side. Feyraz and Pembroke saw these when they flew over there and watched the speech. There are statues on each platform depicting a fierce and proud frost giant woman. Runic writing, you can see, decorates the carved stonework above the doors that are about, oh, 120 feet away or so. The lentil. The lentil, yes. What? Yeah, no. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do, well, detect magic on the area of the door. You detect that sort of like faint residue of magic. Like at one time, there was probably a glyph that may have protected this. Uh, and that still, that still emanates, but there's no magic on the door itself. Again, far away, you go up one set of steps and there's a platform and then there's another set of steps why don't we just get on the map yeah this please sure. please please For direct sure. your attention to roll 20 roll 20 for the best customer service in all of gaming <laughs> use roll oh, Oh, wow. Man. I didn't even follow that whole thing. No, I, I just saw either. everybody complaining. I don't even know what it was. Wait, what happened? Whoa. Matthew, we'll talk after the we'll show. We'll talk after. It's inappropriate to bring it up now. Yeah. Is it just us or is it the world? It, was the, it wasn't us at all. It was okay, the world. Okay, great. Yes. <laughs> are we safe? Or did we do anything? Should I call we didn't lawyers? do anything. <laughs> uh, are you all on the map? Yes. I, I, yeah. no. <laughs> I see a B is not what I expected. The black <laughs> I have to reload. No, that you didn't. Wow. It's a rather large map, Troy. It is enormous. Now, we can't see any of it. Oh. It's all blacked out. Oh, I see. Oh, it's down the r- lower right-hand corner. You can see a tiny little thing there. Oh. Now, mind you, I have expanded this so you cannot grant this map and decide how, lo- how large it actually is. Just worry sure. about the space in front of you. Yeah. I'm so glad I have that term named after me. Jump into the imagination sphere for a moment, oh. Grant. And that is what you see. At this point, you can start to make out the writing above the door. Mm-hmm. It's in giant. Mm-hmm. And it's simply a name and a date. It says, Skirkatla Jotun's daughter. 18 Neth. 4171 AR. So about 500 years ago? A little, over, five, a little over 600, yeah. 600 yeah. years ago? It looks like the date is a birth date, but there's no date of death listed. Happy birthday. <laughs> Today is her birthday. <laughs> Anybody have knowledge local? I do. I, I do. I do. Sure. 
not impressive. Oh, what are my beer again? Damn it. 23. <laughs> 29. 29. 27. I ain't got it. Feyraza knows nothing. <laughs> nothing. But She's you, not from this land. Pembroke. She's a foreigner. And four bears and baron all know no frost giant lives that long. Wow. There's no frost giant within here. <sighs> Is there... Can I do a history check to see if there's anything significant about that year? Sure. That, that That's a great this, idea. Yeah. Ooh, natural 20. Ooh, uh, awesome. That's a 40. It was a very good year. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great vintage. <laughs> no. <laughs> there I don't know no anything. Historical, <laughs> historical significance with that year. Well, we saw wow. clear. It was like the Brewers when the pennant or something. <laughs> like I should know something about that. Well, anyway, all right. Um, we saw a frost giant, or at least Pembroke did. And you know why it's still alive, forebears? Because it ain't met the four of us yet. Hell yeah! I think maybe. You didn't see what you thought you saw. Six hundred years. Too long. What is this creature? What is this place? There's something sustaining her life. Uh, can I do... Oh, we already did detect magic. There's something magical yeah, there's on a, the doors. There's a lingering... Like, I think there was a glyph of warding or something. Oh, oh, oh an old lingering glyph of warding. Yes, probably it yeah. makes certain that it's not trapped. At least... This is so weird too because as we're recording this, there's a there's a very active thunderstorm happening yes. outside. So these like flashes True. of lightning and it's a lot well, of I mean, uh, rain is pouring down. Rain the is windows. pouring down the windows. It's a lot of uh, it's a, what what, what uh, liter- literature majors would call a pathetic fallacy. Mm. Uh, all right, four bears is going to begin to walk to the door. He begin to walk to the door. Roll a survival check. 23. As you get maybe within 10, 15 feet of the door, you hear low growling all around you. And you know it to be the growling of wolves. Ice wolves. And it just seems like you're surrounded by these. And sure enough, you look up and scaling down the mountain on either side of you and behind you are about a dozen wolves that just slowly start creeping up the stairs around you and surrounding you at a distance. And all of that growling sort of comes together until it's followed by an intense guttural rumble that shakes all of your chests beneath your armor. And you see a huge wolf pad its way up the steps you just walked and come within about 20 feet of you. Do they appear to be like the wolves we encountered earlier? The, uh, the wolves that, you, that Four Bears first saw, yes. This huge one, no. Detect magic? You detect crazy magic coming off this one wolf. Minor magic from the other ones. It's her. The wolf opens its mouth. What were your intentions here? 
to sow distraction among the giants, to blaspheme, or both. In common? In common. We came to disrupt this camp and to disrupt the plans of the Storm Tyrant. To stop them asserting their will wherever they want just because of their size and their strength. Yet while doing that, you have killed one of my pack and you have desecrated the statue of Thremia with your own feces. <laughs> it wasn't ours. We oh, found it. Explain I, yourselves. I wasn't here then. <laughs> um, while we came here to disrupt the giants, we did not understand everything within this camp. We had assumed that Thremir was worshipped by the giants alone. If you are amongst their calling, I would like to personally apologize on behalf of myself and my companions for that. As an inquisitor of Torag, I offer my humble services to clean this after we murder Skirkatla. <laughs> <laughs> I promise to do the very best job. We shall wash all trace of waste from your holy place with her blood. And as for the other bit of your pack, they were under the terrible control of the patrolling giants and I don't believe we're acting of their own accord. We were acting in self-defense were we not forebears. Your wolves attacked me in combat and I left them despite the pain that they inflicted on me specifically to stay fighting the trolls and the giants. I told them, and he points to his allies, his friends, I have no fight with the wolves, with the creatures of this land. I'm here for giants and giants alone. This creature pads right up to you, Baron. Forebears, you're not too far away from Baron. You moved farther towards the door, but Baron was closest to you. Pads past Feraz and Pembroke. And think of Guardian Sif from Dark Souls. Huge. And it comes right up to you, Baron, and you can feel its breath. It's like being in a sauna. Does the breath from its nostrils blow his cowboy hat off? It blows it off <laughs> on forever. Not another! Down the mountainside. Oh, no. <laughs> he smells you as he's coming up, and he's like, what do you know? Well, at the time, I am Thremir. (laughs) (laughs) Bottle cap. Nice work, Matthew. I'm Thremir. I'm Thremir. (laughs) At the time, we... (laughs) Well, I had another train of thought, but I'm not going to follow that (laughs) train of thought. Oh, glorious wolf overlord. Um, <laughs> we will now bow down to our wolf overlords. <laughs> I for one welcome I for them. one welcome our new wolf overlords. <laughs> All we thought at the time was that Thremir was a deity that was worshipped by the evil giants 
inhabiting this camp, and we knew that Thramir had mighty power and control over the winter, the frost, and the snow. The pride of the small folk, only associating one thing with another. Among all that Thramir created, these giants that are your enemies included, he also created the Winter Wolves. I owe my life, my existence to him, and that is why I have stayed here low these many years as his divine guardian with Skiergard as my sacred site. Thremir has watched over us, protected us, and with his divine providence even helped to sustain us. Until they came. Jesus. For years, this Herseer, Greganor, the one you killed, ruled this camp in her stead while she hid away within this mountain. But within this past year, something changed. <clears throat> She started taking a more active role again, leaving her confines more frequently to rile up these giants, training for destruction. More and more kept coming in this influx of additional mouths to feed the camp has made game scarcer for us. We began to starve, do you understand? Our pack numbers dwindled. I worked with them because at least most of them showed reverence to Thremir. I joined my pack with them on their night patrols in the mountains to hunt for food, and still it has not been enough. It looks around at all of you. But perhaps now, because of you, that will change. So I ask you again, who do you owe allegiance to, if not Thramir? If Thramir, and Baron removes from his head, Thramir's beard, greater, would give us, grant us the pleasure of being here in order to remove these evil giants, curse over your land. And grant you back sovereignty over these blessed lands of Skiergard. We would be in your debt. And he lays the greater Thremir beard in front of him. Do I have your word that you will no longer, for as long as you shall live, kill another winter wolf? You and your allies. We will do everything in our power to run away from such a battle and not harm a winter wolf. We can fly, after all. Do you promise, as you have said, to consecrate the shrine you so desecrated? If I should fall in battle, I know that my compatriots will carry out this solemn task. Then my no quarrel with you. If you are here to destroy her 
As you say, you would do us a great service and would also be paying homage, however indirectly, to Thremir as well. Though your pack may have been starving, hungry, for weeks and months, tonight they shall feast upon Skirkatla's bones and suck the marrow from her femurs. If only that were true. <laughs> what do you know of your enemy? Well, I think Pembroke and Feyraza may have gotten the uh, closest look of it, so if I may, I'd like to cede the floor to them. We know that she has unnaturally long life. But apart from that, we have seen her but little, and seen only the effect that she's had on those around her. We don't know enough. If you have any knowledge to share, it would be more than welcome. Skirkatla is an abomination who pays but mere lip service to Thramir. Her faith in him changed. She has no doubt done much for her tribe over the centuries. But I have long suspected that her ultimate ambition bodes no good for her tribe, what remains of this village, and most importantly, my back. What lies beyond these doors is, I believe, more than you are prepared for. She has lived for a long time and will do everything in her power to live even longer. Is she alive? Or is she undead? I do not know, but I suspect the latter. Does she secretly worship Urgothoa? This was once a temple to Thramir, but as I'm sure you've noticed, it has changed. No longer does it pay the respect that is due to him. This Urgothoa worship infected the camp and infects her as well. I believe what you will see beyond these doors is no longer a place that honors the first Jarl, but instead honors the Pallet Princess. I will give you what little I have to aid you in your battle. But know this. Many have tried to defeat her over hundreds of years. And all have failed. If she is in union with a storm tyrant... There is no telling how great her power is now. And he motions to other wolves that come up and just kind of throw things on the ground in front of you from off of their back, and you detect magic from this pack. Oh. And then 
the wolf just kind of bows its head, leans back, and says, Remember, consecrate the statue. We'll be watching. And winks out of existence. Oh, my God. What? As quickly as Pembroke teleports. Wow. And Pembroke, you recognize it as Dimension Door as well. And the wolves just slowly back away. And you're left before a pack emanating magic. Wow. Amazing. She actually really reminded me of Moro played by Gillian Anderson yeah. in the English dub of uh, Princess Mononoke. Princess Mononoke just, yeah. oh, huge and talking. Mokuhime. <laughs> so what? So what did they drop for us? Did they do like a check. What are they? Yeah. What? What? Can, uh, do you open up the sack? Yes. yes. Satchel. You see ten magical arrows. They're all oh. plus one arrows. Okay. okay. You see a scroll. You see something that looks like it's in the shape of a fang of one of those wolves, but it has like runes inscribed all over it. Scrimshaw. Very powerful. And you also see something that catches Forebear's eye. A magical shield. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa. Wow. Roll spellcraft. Alrighty. <laughs> yes, I will. Good, sir. Uh, 30... Six. Natty, one. <laughs> I should just, like, you let you it. use the shield, but you never know what it does. <laughs> For an adjusted five. And don't get any benefits. Oh, it kills you when you pick it up. Yeah. Oh. It's evil aligned. Permanent negative level. <laughs> it's a scroll that'll come in handy. Typical scroll that's just good to have around, especially without a cleric in the group. It's a scroll of remove curse. Hmm. Ah, very nice. That's the great. Tooth, the scrimshaw, is actually something that Pembroke probably read about once. Mm. If you ever studied winter wolves, it's it's known as a winter wolf rune tooth. When you take this canine fang and crush it or break it, that's a full round action. <laughs> it summons a winter wolf. Oh, oh, my God. Cool. Awesome. The, will, the wolf is under the control of the creature that broke the fang. The wolf remains for one minute or until slain. Excellent. And then the rune to- tooth is gone. Cool. With a 31, I believe, or a 36. 36. <laughs> That's enough to oh, also pams. know about something known as a sure-footed shield. Favored by giant slayers. Uh, Matthew, that's the title. What? (laughs) And the like. These heavy-duty shields are built to withstand overwhelming attacks from giants and other large creatures. Wow. The face of this plus two heavy steel shield (laughs) is lined with sheets of riveted steel to absorb more impact. A sure-footed shield grants its wielder a plus two bonus on his CMD versus awesome blow, bull rush, and overrun combat maneuvers, and on reflex saves against trample attacks. Nice. Nice. Additionally, up to three times per day, whenever an enemy's melee attack misses the wielder, an enemy fails a combat maneuver against the wielder, or the wielder succeeds at a reflex save against a trample attack, 
the wielder can move five feet and is immediate action. And that does not provoke an attack of opportunity. It's like a just a perfect name for it, a sure-footed shield. Sure-footed shield. And you should know, I don't use it a lot, but all Frost Giants have overrun bull rush yep and all that's improved 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 yep and you know had an you, awesome uh, blow awesome blow uh yeah the hersier had awesome blow so just something uh something to think about plus it's a plus two heavy steel shield which that's gonna be better than your shield right uh i don't know i don't think so no. but I, I i have a plus two heavy wooden shield i don't think steel's better but in terms of just the numbers but uh it's awesome to use against giants I totally use it. It's pretty shrill. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. All right. What do you want to do? The wolves have pulled back. This wolf who spoke to you disappeared in a wink. Dimension stepped out of there. Did we ever get their name? No. No one asked. It's so rude sometimes. <laughs> Could um, that have gone badly, by the way? Yes. Okay. Good. Nice, Grant. It could have gone badly if you had walked into those wolf caves. And killed oh. everyone? Guns fire. Oh, yeah. Oh. I never wanted to go in there. Yeah. I was like, I don't got no beef with wolves, well, man. And then when we talked to uh, Fijimon, maybe, mm-hmm. he was like, there's one wolf or one cave no one goes into. Yeah. Maybe that's probably where oh, maybe that's from. Where, yeah, where good memory, was. Grant. You got a good memory. Yeah. Nice job. Talk to me, bros. Knock on the door. Uh, well, here's the thing. Gung, gung, gung. Like, I feel like this this is like super lame, but I mean, I, I I feel like we should leave and like take care of that statue and prepare new spells. Like, I have nothing for undead, and I have all kinds of stuff I can do against undead. And we don't know 100 percent that she's undead, but like, if that is a, an a place completely guess. dedicated to the pallid princess, she could have undead servitors. There could be all kinds of undead stuff in there. I think that's a, actually a fabulous idea. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like taking another day is going to change anything. I think we could spend the rest of the day consecrating the statue before we go in there. We're getting our chores done before we have desserts, Joe, Brian. (laughs) Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like, let them know, like, we're not ditching the whole operation. We'll go and take care of the statue. But use it as an opportunity to prepare some different spells. I don't know. And can you cast, by the way, Remove Curse? Uh, I don't think so. If I might be able to. Um, I, I'll hold on to it then. Um, yeah. Okay. So Can you cast remove curse? It's a level third Inquisitor spell. So yeah. So you want to go consecrate the statue and then rest again. Come back the next day feeling a little more prepared for what might be behind. Yeah, for the uh, a, a strike into the a temple of the Pallid Princess. All right. You go over to the statue of Thremir... And I imagine it's like the uh, the gas uh, the gas station fight scene in Zoolander as you're cleaning it. Spraying hoses on each other, <laughs> throwing <laughs> shitty orange peels, ducking, and you make it look beautiful. Uh, from time to time, you see giants like peeking out of the windows of the brewery, peeking out of the windows of the longhouse. Like, what the Just hell's going on Confused as shit. Yeah. They look so happy. Are they, are they, are they cool now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you rest overnight, you prepare your spells, and now you're back at the door. And we go right back to day. where we're standing, yeah. What okay. does anyone do? Oh my goodness. I think we... Uh, uh, Forebears will definitely... And Forebears is actually going to... Uh, s- swap out his shield for the new 
shield. Ah. Because he, if he's going to go in fighting giants, he wants to uh, use this do giant you, fighting weapon. Do you, like, say a little prayer to your ancestors? Because isn't your shield, like, dedicated oh, yeah, to yeah. them or something? Yeah, it's very important uh, family heirloom. And so he, he's also sort of uh, happy in a way to, like, not risk it, you know, uh, and have something that could very well... Uh, be a, even a better way to fight giants. Like that's what's more important to his ancestors, right. Than using his old shield is making sure he successfully kills giants. How tall are those large shields? Would your large shield is like? I have four no idea. Tall, I just say I say it's five foot tall because that's I want awesome. it. Yeah. It's taller than Baron. Exactly. Ugh. I think it's taller than Baron in the illustration too. The, yeah. the, the new one we got done. That's awesome. You go hide behind it. Yeah. Or I could go snowboarding down the mountain all the way to scared Cotla's door. Super Zelda of you. Very. So Four Bears is going to walk up to the door. Pembroke is going to cast Mirror Image on himself. <laughs> Pembroke cast Mirror Image. Oh, nice. And Faraz is going to do Barkskin. Oh, yes. Barkskin. Sorry. Four Bears is definitely casting spells. So he's going to cast False Life okay. uh, on himself. Nice. Spells with a duration of less than 10 minutes. Just be aware, I may kill him. Yeah. False life is. Oh, I'm going to do. I'm going to extend spell. I'm going to do expend spell then. Okay. So I'm going to cast the third level. Bark skin is a hundred is a hundred hundred and ten minutes. I don't like the way you told me that. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you just can you just feel the attitude? <laughs> Put some tune in there. That's pretty funny. Uh, I won't bother with the wanding everyone with protection of evil since the wand I believe you gave me is only a minute per cast. Fleep floop. So you buffing up. Buffing up. It's like World of Warcraft. <laughs> uh, you take this potion. Nerds. Four uh, <laughs> bears, walk up to the door. You can control your character on roll 20. Uh, okay. Wow. This is intimidating. Big old doors. <laughs> Big old doors and like uh, the writing over them with her name and birth date. Skirkatla <laughs> He'll go to the door, the bigger door on the right, mm-hmm. and just hammer on it. I'll say in giant Your time has come Nothing I thought your time has come (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry (laughs) I was Um, in the shower I was in the shower (laughs) I thought it was an Amazon package Uh, Leave it outside the door uh, He will see if it's openable It is openable In or out Push it or does out towards you. It's funny because as you back. as you pull it open, you realize that it's surprisingly easy to open. But if you take a second and just kind of push it back, you can't push it back. Oh. You feel like you'd need three people together to push it back. Oh, but weird. it opens wow. very easily. Or one woman as strong as a baboon. <laughs> <laughs> we luckily we have one. Even Feyraza with righteous might couldn't close it on her own. <laughs> And ahead of you looks like a chamber. Do you have dark vision? Uh, no. Is it dark? It is dark, but you do see, you know, 50 or so feet in to both the right and the left, a bluish light illuminating probably the corners of this chamber ahead of you. Huh. Um, Anybody have the old DV yeah. when I get up there? Four bears. Is it all right if I take a peek? A little peeky peek. 
Just a little peek. If you want, I can give us all the ability to see in the dark. Oh, for yes. roughly 11 minutes. Yes, that would be wonderful. Ah, Baron, yes. what do you see first? What do I see? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right as the door opens, a chill comes flying out at four bears. Baron, you feel it as well when you step up and take a peek into this Whoa. huge chamber. It looks like those two lights you were seeing on the left and the right are two torches that are burning with an eerie blue light in the northeast and southwest corners of the room. The east and south wall, so the south wall is the one closest to you, and the east wall is as well, uh, they're covered with and Baron, you see this very clearly. Four bears, you can see the ones that are closest to you. Hundreds of humanoid skulls. Oh, oh wow. Boy. Mortared into place. Oh, oh wow. Badass. Directly ahead of you, I mean 80 feet or so, is a corridor that just stretches into darkness to the northwest. While two sets of massive stone double doors exit the west and the southeast. I'll do a little more uh, reveal so you can see where those doors are. Yeah. Um, and there are uh, pillars in the room as well. It's like support columns standing along the doors, flanking each doorway and passageway, including the one you are presumably about to walk through. And forebears can't really see this, right? No, no, no. You see, you can see into the light. You know, up ahead, you can see a lit corner of a room and the like the little opening of a door. It's closed, but like the little a little chunk of the door. And you see that on both sides. Baron, you see pretty deep into the room, but like up ahead to the northwest, just pure darkness of a corridor. Joe, did you cast communal dark vision or something? Uh, Do you want me to? Well, it's for everyone but me, I think. I have dark vision. Yeah. Single dark vision. <laughs> um, yeah, so he will, uh, standing right there in the doorway, he will start speaking in Shawanti, and he will once again do the ritual of the mantle of the magic warriors, giving you a spiritual mask over each one of you. And Pembroke and Forebears will take dark vision 60 feet. You guys have other nice. options. Oh, you could take. Fly. <laughs> uh, you could take climb 30 feet, climb speed 30 feet, fly speed 30 feet, swim speed 30 feet, low light vision, or scent. I'll take fly. Okay. You sh- well, can, do you take scent if you turn into an animal? Because I was thinking, because you can turn into an animal at any time, you could take scent and I could take fly since I can't fly innately like you can. Let's you can see what yeah. beast shape gives us. It's B-shape one. That's what this spell basically is. It's B-shape one. So then it does nothing for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll fly too. It basically, it gives you the ability of some animal at B-shape level one. So like for uh, Pembroke and Forebears, it's like a mantle of an owl or something like that. You know, it's, uh, cool. it gives them dark vision. So you, wow. you who do. flies and who B-shapes? Nobody B-shapes. We're all... Fl- we're, we're, Grant well, and I are flying. You're both flying. They're both... They and both we're both fly. dark vision. You both took dark vision. All right, so now the room opens up a little more for you, and you see what Baron first saw. One of my favorite parts of the Pathfinder playtest is 
the new encounter mode mm-hmm. where rather than just being like, all right, what do you guys do? And you all start, whoever speaks up first, you, I want to know what each of you is doing and we'll see what it, what it opens up into. So, forebears, what are you doing now? Now that you see this, now that you can see into the room. Uh, he's prepared to walk into the room first as soon as everybody says they're ready to go. He's holding his uh, sure-footed shield in his left arm uh, ahead of him and his right hand is empty and he's just easing into the room and uh, looking around. Please, ease in. Ease on down the road. You guys mind if I ease in? Come on in. Give him a little slide. slide. In. There he goes. Up to your speed. Don't you carry nothing. Um, right, that, that's, his, that's his speed and you know one half around. Sure. Uh, Baron? He's about ten feet inside the door. Baron's boots levitate off the ground <laughs> as he hovers in about 10 feet off the ground to right behind four bears and he has the aspect not from a spell but in his mind of a hawk and he's looking for any traps or anything unusual on the floor or anything like that and he's uh, we can't probably do this as well in the same round but at some point he'll also want to be detecting alignment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so he's just doing his general perception but right at the entrance of the door there uh, go ahead and roll that perception 26 26 uh, yeah it's eerily quiet eerily quiet uh, Feyraza what are you doing what are the ceilings like 20 feet high uh, Faraza will fly up will fly up like gradually rise up into the air and enter the room please <laughs> Troy's getting into that zone where he's so excited to do something awful to us I can just tell I'm just excited for you to be in this door yeah to be honest yeah. I think this is a beautiful uh, Faraza took at least several move actions moving into the room I, I checked uh, your fly uh, speed is I'll, uh, what, what kind of fly speed do we get, Joe? It's just 30, 30 feet. Right? 30 feet. Oh, it's only 30 feet. Uh, <laughs> my B shape, you get a lot more Pembroke, what do you do? Pembroke is uh, trailing in the rear, and he just slowly, like, climbing these stone steps, like, clack, clack, as his cane, like, hits each step, and the mirror images of himself surrounding him, and he clack, clack, he gets to the top of the staircase and enters through the threshold and takes a look around see if there's anything notable about what he sees that his particular set of knowledges would be able to shed some light upon sure um you know this is the entrance to a very intricate tomb she lives in her tomb wow built centuries ago in the mountain itself this is no mine it's a tomb (laughs) And you said it said outside born on that date. It said born. born. No death date. But yet it's a tomb. Wow. But this is very clearly a tomb. Creep-tacular. She unlives in here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. All right. Four bears will... You don't see anything or anyone. He's going to continue into the middle of the room and just roll a quick perception. He hasn't done one yet. Natty one. So we'll ease off on that. Natty one, so? Yep. He closes his eyes. That was my die you just cursed. Oh, what's it doing in my tray? Throw that in the trash. <laughs> I'll do a perception as well, if I may. So will sure. Faraza. Do you oh, guys want to stay where you are or move it all? Curse. Sorry, but, Matthew. <laughs> uh, 29 for Pembroke. 29. 31 uh, for Faraza. Right. Uh, 30, 31 for Feyraza? Yep. All right, Feyraza. Um, 
you fly up towards the, you know, right along the eastern wall, heading north. Uh, you're about halfway into the room. And just off to the right, where these torches are lighting the room in this eerie blue light, you see something looks a little off in the stonework about 20 feet away from you. Grant's so pissed. Oh, I wanted to see this unusual stonework. Then maybe don't stand directly in front of the doors. When well, I was yeah. going to fly. I was going to fly. Everybody goes into the room and he's just like, you're having to go turn by turn. takes five foot step into the room. I roll the perception check. I flew. On the entire 80 foot diameter room. Oh my God. <laughs> you're making us go turn by turn first off, Troy. You're, you're mischaracterizing my courage right now. Baron, you're up. Baron's going to fly over to here. Okay. Ten feet in the air. Oh. Part of why I only moved that far in is because I was honest about my movement speed and right. went ten feet in the air, Troy. Okay. All right. I double moved. Now I'm now I'm over here, and uh, roll a check roll to a notice check. any unusual stonework. Twenty-seven. Also twenty-nine. If it's unusual stonework on the southern wall, so about. Ten feet diagonally away from you, southwestern portion, you also notice something unusual with the stonework. Pembroke, what are you doing? Uh, Pembroke's still standing at the door. Yeah, I'm still standing in the doorway. I'm very unsettled. Uh, I'm going to move like 15 feet further in, just slowly, and just taking it all in. There's nothing like... No writing or anything, like on any of the, the these pillars or the walls or anything? Nothing? No writing. Okay. No writing as of yet. Okay. The writing is not on the wall. So again, it's just like, clack, clack, and it's just echoing in this huge, like, stone, icy chamber. As well as this, you can tell this corridor ahead of you that just opens into darkness. You can hear it just, cock, 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 cock. Yeah. Cock, 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 cock. I gotta turn like this window. you have no yeah. idea how deep this is. Yeah. Feyraza flies up. Along the east wall, Baron flies along the south wall, and you both notice something unusual in the stonework. Pembroke clacks up, four bears, goes right into the middle of the room. And then all of a sudden, right where something seemed a little off on the walls, the walls swing open. (gasps) And two creatures come flying out. Whoa! Flying. No way. No way. And we'll see you next week. What do they look like? We need a week no. to prepare. It's like, Baron and Forbes. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> the monsters were us all <laughs> Look within. We were the real killers. <laughs> Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct. 
murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.